What's good, everybody? My name is Jasmine Booker. I am the host of Auto Talk with Jazz. If you've not been listening in, my this is my podcast where I talk about being a woman in the automotive field as well as giving advice and making sure that we can make the automotive industry a better place for everyone. But because I'm a woman, I do it literally from a woman's point of view. Anyway... So I have been away for a couple months. Um, This was literally due to me being on film sets, me going to school, things of that sort. But I'm going to go ahead and finish off this season right. Last episode, we were talking about story time. I went over a couple of the stories that really touched home and kind of made me become a claims adjuster instead of just staying as a technician even though there are other stories that I have and some more please help half of the people that I talked to the last call of last year was over the top I don't know what happened at this point it is what it is I don't know anyway that was like one way to end the year I guess But And I'll share it next story time, which should be in three or four episodes. I don't know. We're going to figure that out. Anyway, this episode is actually the interview I did with Felicia Ray. Felicia Ray is a woman in the automotive field, obviously, who actually is a part of the, believe, 40 under 40. And I think I hinted at it the last episode that I did um, where she was going to come on and she talked about how she came into the field, what her experience was. She was a teacher and after she became a teacher, she was going to be a teacher and she was going to school for that. Her dad's best friend talked her into coming into the field and she's been in it ever since. She's been able to grow. She's been able to change different positions and she gives her advice on what is it like to essentially grow into this field. So you'll get to hear that episode today and I'm so excited. I wish, I wish, I wish I had have done this one last year when we did it. Um, but she is getting that award this year and I believe she just got it. If not, she's supposed to be getting it, um, in the next couple months. So hopefully when this comes out, she'll be able to use this as a kind of congratulations. So congratulations, Felicia Ray. I am so happy that you were able to come on here and I do hope one day in the future that we actually get to meet, whether it's us going on a meeting at a different a festival or a conference that they usually put up for women in the field or even just an automotive conference that, that would be great but without further ado here's Lisa Ray I mean Felicia Ray mm-hmm. 
Sure. So my name is Felicia Ray. I am the, one of the service managers at Lens Nissan, and I am the owner loyalty manager for Lens Auto Group. So it's just a fancy way of saying I, I deal with a lot of customer complaints and just about anything else in between. Understandable, understandable. So then what made you or what got you into the automotive field? And then kind of how did that allow you to continue to be into uh, stay in the automotive field? So I got into automotive uh, the way a lot of people do is just knowing somebody else that was in the business. Uh, this was never my intended path. Uh, I have a teaching degree. And it just so happened that my dad's best friend uh, was the service manager at a dealership service center. And uh, he came over for my nephew's birthday party. And we were talking and he asked me what I was doing. And I told him, you know, I was looking to probably substitute teach. Um, and I explained to him that with substitute teaching, unfortunately, you have permanent bills and sometimes money. And he looked at me and he says, well, why don't you work for me? And I looked at him like he was crazy. I said, I don't know anything about cars. I I don't know anything. I literally turn the key and drive. That's it. My dad, you know, always made sure that my tires were good. He would check my fluids. Uh, he was the one that manned all the cars. I knew nothing. And my dad's friend for that, you know, five hour period, every time I saw him, he just kept on saying you know, I really think you should work for me. And I said, you are crazy. I know nothing about cars. And finally he looked at me and he said, listen, I don't need someone that knows something about cars. I can teach you cars. I can teach you the system. I could teach you all the lingo. What I need is someone that understands people. You know, you know people. And I can't teach that. I, I Either you have it or you don't. The rest I worry about. You know, and I said, oh, it's not a good idea. And I left it alone. And finally, it's the end of the party and my mom's serving cake. And she says, you know, my task is to figure out who wants vanilla and who wants chocolate. So <laughs> I go around and I get to him and uh, he goes, well, what time are you coming Monday to fill out the application? And like I said, it was like five hours of back and forth, back and forth. And finally, he just wore me down. I said, 10 o'clock now, chocolate or vanilla? And he goes, I'll have one of both and I'll see you then. I said, OK. So Monday morning rolled along, I got up, I took a shower, I got dressed, and my dad goes, what are you doing? I said, I'm going to go, I'm going to fill out this application, he's going to see it's a bad idea, and we're going to be done. It's going to be an over conversation, it's never going to come up again. He said, okay, great. And, you know, my dad agreed that the dealership life was not for me, I didn't know anything about cars, so I did, I fill out the app. Uh, two weeks later, he calls, and I tell him, listen, no hard feelings, and he's like, no hard feelings? I want to know if you could start tomorrow. And I'm like, what? You know, and my dad walks by and he's like, who's on the phone? And I said, oh, it's it's Nate. And he goes, oh, I'll talk to him. I said, he doesn't want to talk to you. He wants to talk to me. He's offering me the job. And he goes, give me the phone. And he's like, Nate, the, the kid knows nothing. She knows nothing about cars. And he's like, this is a mistake. And he goes, I got this. You know, I just, I got this. Don't worry about it. So my dad said, all right, that's fine. You know, if that's what you want to do. and. Uh, that was kind of my first lesson. You know, once I said to my dad, I said, yeah, I, you know, I'll do it. I, it's better than, you know, substitute teaching. I'll, you know, I'll have money. At the time, I only had four nieces and nephews. So I wanted to make sure I had uh, money for Christmas for them. And uh, he said to me, 
listen, you know, there could be a lot of temptation to do things incorrectly. Make sure that you do everything during the day that doesn't keep you up at night. Some people get focused on money and they cut corners or you could tell a lie. Just because it puts $5 in your pocket doesn't mean it's something that is fulfilling. Always make sure that you live the day that you can go to sleep at night without an issue. And I said, yeah, no, I got it. I got it. And I did. I, I started. I um, was a cashier. I Like I said, I knew nothing. He taught me the system. He taught me everything, you know, uh, accounting wise that I needed to know, making sure all the paperwork, accounting for the receipts. And uh, within about three months, the owner asked if she could meet with me. And I said, oh, no, I'm getting canned. I was I was fairly certain I was getting canned. Uh, she asked if I'd be interested in learning how to be an advisor. And I, you know, my eyes just, I was, why? Again, I don't know anything. And she said, we could teach it. We could teach it. And uh, that ended up being kind of the way that I've lived in the dealership world. Um, you know, they've thrown all sorts of tasks at me and I just say, okay, I'll, I'm willing to learn it. But I always say, if it doesn't work out, you can't fire me. I just have to go back to my previous desk. So uh, from the cashier, I became a service advisor. I learned how to input warranty. I put together their rental department at the dealership. Uh, I then, you know, transferred over to the BDC to, you know, make sure all the appointments were set up correctly. Uh, I learned the sales side of BDC. Um, so that was interesting, leaving fixed stops to go to to sales was was very eye-opening. Um, from the sales BDC, I ended up going to the floor. I ended up selling cars. I said, you know, if I'm going to put together these deals, then I should see the fruits of my labor. So I, I want to be the one to sell the car. And uh, within three months, I ended up being the top salesperson. Um, and I sold cars for about a year. And again, I always had my dad's words of everything you do, you live the day that you could go to sleep without an issue. You know, sales is, is one of those birds where it could get slippery really quick for some people. You know, it, it's fast money. And yeah. that wasn't something that I was interested in pursuing. Um, and I made sure all the days that I did it, I did it with integrity. Um, and, and that, like I said, has been my idea for the past 10 years. Not too shabby, you know. To think 10 years later, I'm still in the same field is is crazy to me. Because like I said, I do have a, a teaching degree. It's the most expensive piece of paper I own. Um, but sometimes your path is a windy one. And, you know, you never know where it could lead you. It's definitely been interesting. I've met a lot of interesting people and seen a lot of uh, crazy things. You know, I always tell people, uh, we, you know, a dealership should have a reality show because there's so many aspects that people would never yes. believe. Yes. I feel like they need to do Honestly, I, I feel like I'm probably, that'll probably be my next venture is to see what dealership wants to have a reality show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to just write one out and, and see how that works. Cause dealerships the dealership life is really just that i think nobody understands dealership life is just that is dealership life 
Like you, right. you have some of the, you have mature stuff mixed with like middle school, high school issues that you just never realize that, okay, so like we're all grown adults. Like everybody should be over the age of 18. And there are some things that are happening here that I know happened while I was in high school and middle school. And we should not be having to deal with this. And then there are other times right. <laughs> where you're just like, okay, like I've never seen this before. And we, someone needs to talk about this. Something, someone needs to explain what just happened at this point. Obviously, uh-huh. something went wrong. <laughs> what went wrong? Uh huh. <laughs> but my question was going to be, um, because what I hear is, is you had to adapt. Like that wasn't, it wasn't just one thing that you had. It was, okay, well, I'm going to go from being a cashier to being a service writer, which I know from what I've heard has been usually one of the biggest jumps because you're really going from, is it finance or HR technically to to actually service? And then you'll go from, and then that jumps to warranty and warranty admin is a whole nother beast in and of itself. Then you have, dealing with appointments, which is a whole nother beast by themselves because that's customer service mixed with having to deal with um, the service writers or the salespeople, depending on who you have. Because again, you either have it for service or you have it for sales. Then you deal with being a saleswoman, which that's a whole nother beast in and of itself. So what I hear is you literally have done every single, I think the only place that I haven't heard is actual finance department and even then you probably touched it just because you were just because you were a cashier and you did with warranty and I know they usually go hand in hand with finance because you also have to talk to them about certain things and when you're dealing with the agreements and stuff you still have to work with finance to make sure that everything is good and dandy so you've technically touched everything there is in a dealership uh and you always go back to you only have a teaching degree but I feel like whenever you're a teacher you have to adapt to the amount of kids that you deal with or the amount of students that you deal with so I feel like in that way it kind of helped you do that but the fact that you always went back to what your dad stated which was make sure you don't do anything that makes you not sleep at night how like how many times do you feel like you've kind of been what have you had a situation where you were thrown into that where it was like okay I have to go with either what everybody else is saying or versus what I feel like is the right thing have you ever had to be put in that situation yeah unfortunately I mean for me uh, I've been with uh two auto groups and in one instance you know definitely not where I am um when I was selling cars you know um someone uh the sales manager asked me why you know I was having such a long time with with this particular sale and I said to him unfortunately you know the kid is 18 he's buying a Z uh, they just won't insure him. You know, I said, uh, you know, I think the deal has has gone 
rogue at this point. There's nothing that we could do. I mean, he can't get insurance. And he said, didn't you ever learn the little tricks to do? And I said, excuse me. And, you know, and he's explaining stuff. And I'm going, no, 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 didn't, didn't learn that. Didn't learn that at all. Uh, no. And he goes, well, give me the stuff. Uh, if you're not going to do it, I'll do it. And he goes, are you sure you're not going to do it? And it did produce something that would be a very lucrative commission check. And I said, no, I'm not going to do that. I said, it's just going to bite me in the end. And I'm not for it. And he sent me home. He gave the deal uh, to someone else. And, you know, to each their own. Everyone has what they're willing to do and willing not to do. And I did. I went home. I went home. Not not a problem. Um, and needless to say, after that, he was not a fan of me. And I, you know, admittingly so, was not a fan of him. But I've never bend it on something like that because uh this is an industry uh where it's a revolving door everyone knows everyone's business everyone you know oh I used to work with so-and-so who used to work here but also because I truly believed in what my dad said you have to sleep with you I don't sleep with my money I don't sleep with you know I sleep with me and and if I cannot go to sleep soundly at night, the money doesn't matter because the money yeah. eventually runs out. Yeah. Yeah. You can always go get another job, but if you can't sleep with the fact of what you did there, then at that point, it doesn't really matter. And there are certain things that you can do that you can't really take back. And I feel like most people kind of forget that. Like it's easy to make quick money. The, the industry, the automotive industry is sometimes set up to go ahead and make the the quick cash. Um, as a claims adjuster, like I see it all the time. So like where you get told, yeah, you get the angry customers. I actually double agent for my company. So I not only get the angry customers, but I also get the angry repair facilities and have to yes. go back and forth with them and tell them like, listen, I know what you're getting as far as, you know, money is concerned from these parts, or I know what the labor time is for this, or if I've actually done the job, it's hard for them to understand that I know how to do something. Uh, because luckily my company is one of the few companies that actually goes and gets technicians. So if we've worked under a vehicle, we've had certifications and all this, we will, that's how you get hired is you have to prove that you have technical, like automotive technical experience in order for you to get hired. Uh, and they absolutely hate it. So it's one of those things where it's really interesting to see the other side of it. And I think, and you probably can agree whenever you did a warranty admin is whenever you see, okay, well, now I see where we could have, where we were making money on this part, or like, you'll see the admin part and then you'll go to the customer side and then you'll be like, oh, like the amount that we were charging this customer for this is not what we would have had to deal with here over warranty. <laughs> like I and I've looked at it side by side and I was like that's actually how I started engaging uh customers is like if I do a, a job for a customer even personally I'll go listen 
this is what the job says. So this is what I'm charging you because I'm not going to charge you over that. Uh, but like there are certain dealerships that will go. And I guess that would be my next question is how do you deal with technicians who have come to you and go, okay, I want 20 hours for something that you could easily go look up and it's like 10 hours. I, I do look it up. I do look it up, especially if it feels wrong. I've done this uh, for long enough where, you know, I might look a certain way, like I don't know, and mm-hmm. and that's fine, but you can only burn me so many times before you're burning yourself. Um, mm-hmm. So if I feel like I have to start looking after you, your employment is probably not going to be very long with me. Um, because I have to be able to trust you. I mean, this is a two-way street. You have to be yeah. able to trust me that I'm going to pay you correctly. I'm going to input all the times, you know. So if you're telling me a job's not covered under warranty and you're charging customer pay and it seems off, if I find out otherwise, it's a problem. It's a, it's a really big problem. I, I don't believe in doing that because if I'm giving you integrity, then you need to give it back. And then again, when I start to figure out that you're not living by your word, it's the relationship is 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 not going to go anywhere. Yeah. And and I guess like towards the beginning of your career, because uh, I'm sure now it's like one of those things where uh, you've been you've done this for 10 years and you said you've worked for just two different companies. Right. Or like it was just a company that bought out another company. Right. So uh, I had worked in one location, it got bought out and I stayed with the new ownership. And then I had left. I said, I'm out of dealership life, (laughs) but I wasn't out. I worked for a national company uh, who had a dealership division and that was my job. I went to different dealerships as a vendor. So I knew ins and outs. I knew not to bother them on a Saturday. You know, like I was like, I know I'm here, but don't worry about it. I'm just here so that my boss knows that I've done my job for the day, but I am not going to be bothering you. If you yeah. want me to help you with the program, I'll help you. But if not, I'll stay here in the corner all day. I, I won't, I, I I know how it is. I mean, I get it. I sold cars. So yeah. I never uh, imposed myself, especially on busy days. You know, the end of the month, I was like, I'm here for support. And if you want me, great. And if you don't, you don't. And yeah. um, that same owner had came to me a couple of times. She had called me uh, while I was at that job. And she says, are you happy? I said, sure. And she says, no, you're not. She said, I need you. And I said, oh, I don't know. I have to think about, you know, going back to a dealership. I, I, lo- I left that life, but. Um, so you get I, I didn't. Back here. <laughs> I, right, I didn't. So I'm back with my original ownership. So in total, I'm with that ownership um for about nine years okay yeah oh because you left basically for just a year and then came back right with the with the buyout I stayed with the new ownership and then I didn't really like the direction of that and then I went to work for the uh vendor and then that's when she called and uh we, we made it work I mean uh, it's it's definitely uh, a commute. It's farther than the original location. I now drive an hour and a half each direction. Um, but I really believe in the company. 
I think that's also a good thing. It and I think the fact that because this is your original company, so the fact Correct. that your first company actually is a great company for you to stay at and for you to kind of keep your morals, for you to be able to grow, for you to be able to uh, kind of branch out, I think is something rare in this industry. Because if we look at my resume, I think I've gone to like 10 different places in the past seven years. And that was like the, yeah. So it was like, yeah, I jumped around technically. (laughs) Like I think- And that's okay. Everyone- as a path. But yeah. the thing that I like about our dealership is that my story uh, is unique in some aspects, but not really. I mean, we have a lot of people, like my current GM started uh-huh. in 1985 as a parts stocker. He was a stock, stock in the shelves and he worked his way up. And now here we are 37 years later and he's the GM of the company. You know, and there's so many of us that have that, you know, yeah. uh, the head of HR, she, she worked in detail. She was cleaning cars, you know, and there's so many of us that for whatever reason, uh, we were able to grow and learn and flourish and develop, you know, the controller, our controller is is someone too who who worked her way up. I mean, I look at her and she's like a rock star. Like, I I wish I could be, as 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 polished as her i mean she knows in and out she knows everything i'm like this lady is she's like on fire you know so like there's so many of us that have this story and it just i think it goes to the sentiment of the ownership because Mm. you are loyal to someone when they are loyal to you yeah yeah and And i feel that way there are places that tell you yeah. Oh, we're a family atmosphere. And then you go, oh, okay, cool. Like, that's what you want. Because mm-hmm. when you think about it, you're at work, some of us longer than we are at home. Like, I just sleep at my house and shower. That's it. Yeah. Sleep yeah. and shower. Other than that, I'm, I, I'm, I'm even, I'm not even in the same state. I'm in New Jersey, you know? So you cross, lines. You cross state lines to, to go to work back and forth. Yeah. yeah. So and you're like, probably I say, there. Like, I, Work has to be enjoyable. Yeah. 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 So they take such good care of all of us. I mean, the owner, he just celebrated his 92nd birthday. And before COVID, he was, he was the type that like, he came and he said, good morning to each one of us and, you know, shook our hand and he would ask us, Hey, how's so-and-so? And he'd be like, Oh, it's little Susie's birthday today. And it wasn't unheard of that he would go into his personal pocket and take out $40 and go get Susie flowers for her birthday. She should have flowers. And, you know, like those are the things that matter. I mean, he raised his kids to have the same values that family is so important and that it's not just your blood family. It's the family that you spend every day with your coworkers. Those connections matter. So we do believe, hey, you know, someone has a recital. Okay. uh, are, Are you willing to work a little extra? So you know, someone can go, yeah, no problem. We all kind of pitch in for each other. And it starts at the ownership level and it goes all the way down. I mean, again, if if they weren't like that for us, I don't I don't know many people that would be like that for them. So it's a testament to them because we mm-hmm. are also lo- loyal to them. 
yeah, like you said, you you kind of went back because you knew what because of what you had before the 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 buyout. So it was it's kind of like you got to it's like you you knew that you were going to be taken care of whenever you came back into this field. It wasn't like a oh well I have no idea what I'm getting into. I don't know if I'm going to be taken care of like you absolutely knew and you still to this day and I think again it's a rarity cuz now um family owned and kind of individually owned dealerships are moving away and kind of getting bought out by corporations. And a lot of that gets lost. Like, um, I will say like working for a family or like a family owned or individual owned company is so much better uh, for, I think to me, I think the problem is it's just kind of the the risk taking, I guess on the ownership part. Sometimes it's one of those things of, if they trust the wrong person, which unfortunately I've seen happen down here, uh, which is part of the reason why I didn't work for a company is because they ended up having uh, financial issues. But during that time, it was great. Like it was, I think I actually was in my first commercial because of the company I was working for, which kind of opened up the bridge of me start going to video production. But I really do think, like you said, it's ownership. It starts at ownership and it brings it down. And it's a it's a two way street. It's a we look to the leaders, right? And owners, the owners are one of the leaders. GMs are one of the leaders. Controllers one of the leaders. Um, head of HR is one of the leaders. So when you have at least those four people, are the ones that you see are showing that they care, showing that. Um, you are important I think you then start to treat everybody else the same way and so then my question would be what do you think other companies could do maybe that are corporate uh, owned or maybe that are even just kind of independent what do you think they could do to kind of help bring some of that back because I think a lot of the issues that we're now seeing in the field is lack of trust and just yes. team type situation, team mean mentality. Instead of we need to focus more on the relationships, we need to focus more on the yeah, we can focus on the revenue, but the relationships is what kind of is more important as well. Sure, yeah, and I I've, I've worked in this family uh, dealership. Like I said, uh, the dealership has been around for 50 years. And I also, the buyout one was more of a corporate one. And I definitely feel more valued in this setting uh, than I did before. Uh, This, it it matters. And I think that, uh, like you said, yes, you're a business at the end of the day, but you have to invest in your people. And that's something that has always been a priority from the top. So, you know, we make it a priority. I mean, like I said, I'm one of the service managers and if it's hot, I have no problem buying Gatorade, water, ice. Uh, We Mm -hmm. have rented ice cream trucks, you know, and like I said, I am a teacher, you know, at heart. So I love a holiday. You know, I am so, they say corny, but I love a holiday. If it's Valentine's day, it's heart-shaped pizzas. If it's uh, Halloween, it's jack-o'-lantern pizzas. 
uh, Cinco de Mayo. We have like tacos and stuff. Like, I just, I love the holidays. I love to celebrate. And like one of my favorites to do is Thanksgiving. Cause me and the other manager that I'm with, and he's, he's amazing. Like he, he understands my corniness and he lets me be corny and we compliment each other so well. Cause like he knows all the technical stuff. So I'll be like, well, he handles that more so than I do. So the things that he's good at, I let him good at, be good at, and I let him rock with it. The things that I'm good at, he's like, oh, that's her department. So we just compliment each other so well. But for Thanksgiving, we roll up our sleeves. We, you know, I put my hair back. Uh, I would say that we put our hair back, but he's bald. So he doesn't have to worry about that. And <laughs> uh, we we serve Thanksgiving lunch. And to me, I, I just love it. You know, I, I, he would, he would kill me, but there's pictures of it anyways. Um, like I've dressed him up as like a pilgrim and, (laughs) you know, he puts on the little doily on his head and, you know, and there we are. And we're like, you want mashed potatoes? No. Okay. Next, next. Like we do it. And it's just, it's, it's a labor of love because if I didn't have each one of those individuals every day trusting in us, then there wouldn't be a business. You know, there would be nothing for us to do and, you know, no one for us to manage. So they sacrifice, you know, time with their families. They sacrifice, you know, their bodies as technicians. Sometimes they they sacrifice all sorts of things. So for us, you know, to give back, you know, people always say, oh, it's a pizza party. But like, I mean, that's how I show you I care, you know, at least it's, it's something, um, you know, so when they go, Oh, I don't want to give my people a pizza party. Well, maybe give them a little more and maybe thank them every day. You know, those personalizations help. And also when you say invest in your people, it's not just investing in your employees, but you're investing in, in your customers too, because a happy employee is going to, you know, do more for a customer. Um, you know, I never, I never really get upset, uh, when they make a decision, I'll ask them why they made that decision. But at the end of the day, they thought that they were helping a customer and we could just kind of say, okay, all right, no problem. You know, uh, I would rather them help the customer than, you know, do nothing, be idle and do nothing. Um, but we do, we have such an amazing team that it's easy to, to invest in, you know, and especially uh, going back to my dad's lesson of doing things with integrity, you know, that's how you can sustain your business because yeah, you can cleave somebody and you could tell them that they need a new transmission and they don't, and they can spend the $6,000 or you could, you know, jack up the price of the new car. You could do all these things, but now you just sold the customer one time. I can't sustain my business on a one-time customer. So I need to sustain my business with people who are repeat customers, people who are so happy that they tell their hairdresser, they tell the librarian, they tell the lady at Wawa, they tell tell everyone, they tell their cousin Fred. And before you know it, Fred tells his, his hairdresser and now everyone's coming and that's the way to do it. You know, it's very easy to think about that easy money, but it it doesn't last, you know, you need again to sustain it. So someone once said that you invest the nickel, 
because your return is the dime. And that really truly has to be your thought process. When people go, well, I can't, I can't spend X amount of money on, on water. Okay. But it's a hundred degrees. Mm-hmm. You think your technicians are really going to do much in a hundred degrees? And no. you can say, oh, it's just water. It's just water. Okay. But yeah, it's cold water. and it's there for them. It's there right when they need it. You know, I, I buy coolers every year. I feel like I'm like, where's the cooler from last year? So I buy coolers every year. And when it's hot, I stop before I come in. I get a couple of cases of water, a couple of cases of ice, and we put it out. And whatever it is, like I said, an ice cream truck. I mean, we've made friends with the ice cream truck guy that if we called him, he would probably show up in about 20 minutes. Wow. And so, and I have to ask, like, compared to, based upon what other, maybe some of your workers have stated, um, have they stated just kind of some of the difference that they've seen with your company versus some of the other companies that they came from? Like, if they came from a corporation or corporate setting and they were like, oh, I thought you were going to be the same or something of that sort, have you've seen or have you heard of kind of the changes that they've seen in the differences between the two? Yeah, because, you know, I always say that we're basically open books. If we have someone who's willing uh, to take a look and see about jumping from their dealership to our dealership, whatever questions you need to ask, ask them. If you need to shadow someone for the day, shadow them. You know, it's not like uh, some places, it's the man behind the counter. You know, you cannot see behind the counter. You have no idea. It's like the Wizard of Oz. And then when you pull back that curtain, it's not this powerful thing. It's just this little feeble man, you know, mm-hmm. and, and to have that bait and switch doesn't feel well. And I know it. I, I know that. So I wouldn't want to do that for someone else. So when they ask questions and, you know, they want to see a pay plan, well, it's in writing because how many times has someone said, oh, yeah, you can get paid on that. And then it's mm-hmm. like, no, I meant such and such. No, I believe in in writing. Yep. It has to be, you know, if you're willing to make a jump, then we have to make sure that all your questions are addressed. You want to talk to HR about health insurance. I mean, whatever it is that makes you feel better about it. And we recently had a technician who joined us and I'm so glad that he did. He has such a plethora of knowledge and skill. He was at another dealer for uh, maybe 15 years. And I had I had ran into him at a job fair at um, I believe it was Lincoln Tech, and they invited some of us over, and we were talking about our dealerships, and and I said what it is, you know, we're family based, uh, you know, I, I told them I like the holidays, you'll have, uh, you know, heart shaped pizza it was right around Valentine's Day, and he took that conversation to heart he and again he was from another dealership he was there representing his dealership and something had happened and he realized that he was a number at his dealership and he didn't want to be a number you know he voiced some concerns uh you know they said that they were gonna adjust his pay they were this they were that and he goes they're not checking for me they're checking for themselves and uh he happened to stop by and I said, well, take a look around, talk to people. And 
I don't, I'm not even with you, you know, go ahead and, and ask the questions. They'll tell you. And, and he did. And, um, yeah, he made, he made the, uh, the switch and I couldn't even guarantee him stuff. You know, here he was, he goes, well, at my dealership, I have every Saturday off. And, uh, we said, unfortunately, Saturdays are busy. You know, I, I could see 80 cars on a Saturday. I, I really can't, uh, have someone out. We alternate, but it wouldn't be every Saturday. And he was willing to give up his every Saturday off to feel valued. And you think, really, isn't that, it, it boggles my mind that, again, someone that has been there for 15 years and has helped in so many situations isn't valued? Yeah. I mean, I, it very much so happens. And I've even seen it happen at other family companies where it's like, they start to realize, okay, maybe if we treat them more like a corporation and treat them more like a number, then we'll make more money. And unfortunately, there are some family companies that will that will do that. And and I completely understand what he's saying is whenever you put so much into a company and what they'll do is they'll give you some benefits that other companies aren't able to give you and they will most definitely say to you, oh, yeah, well, let's just talk about um, adjusting this and maybe transferring you over here. It's just so they don't have to pay you as much to to do certain things. And it, it really does start to feel sucky. So the fact that there are companies like yours out there that really do make sure that you can put value back to that person who is wanting and willing to give that value out means a lot more than you know, especially for people out there who are listening who are like, okay, maybe every company is just going to treat me like a number. Like it doesn't matter where I go. uh, I'm going to just get treated like a number. And unfortunately I will just have to deal with that. And I just have to think about myself. Um, No, there there are companies that will, that will take care of you and will value you who you are. Sure. And I think it's something that we all have to realize there are certain things that you can't settle on and having fulfillment in that is something that is important. You know, I've seen people that have taken pay cuts just to be more fulfilled. And that is something yep. that places value too. Yeah. 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 Cause sometimes it, it, like you, like you said earlier, it's not worth the money. Sometimes it's definitely never worth the money to have to, not only do things that aren't right, but it's also not worth taking the money to then just be treated like crap. Unfortunately, no. I feel like no, that like money should not make it where you get treated differently, where you treat other people differently. I don't think money is important enough for you to do either one of those things. So, no, it, I, I just. Just to put that out there, I, I don't think you should ever be able to treat someone different because of money, ever. No. And ever. I, I I find it interesting when people say, well, I can make a lot of money. And you go, yeah, you can, but it takes work. I mean, it's not, yeah. 
an overnight exactly. type of thing overnight. in any in, in any industry. But I yeah. don't know why, but a lot of people assume that with um, automotive, especially, you know, whether you're selling or fixing, you, you know, you automatically hit six digits and you go, well, no. Well, I think that's partially because you do have a lot of people. It's just like, the sales mentality, right? You're selling them what they want to hear and not exactly what they need. Uh, I forget yes. what book it was. I believe it was one of the go-getter uh, go books. Uh, and it was talking about what you're selling isn't what they are, or what you are selling is what they need, not what they want. But you'll tell them what they want in order to get them what they need. So, mm. so it's it's kind of like that. Most people don't really want money. What they do is they need the money in order to sustain a certain element. And then in telling them that they'll make more of what they need will then help them go, okay, well, we'll push this and push and we'll push and we'll push. And then it'll kind of make them do some things that they would never really truly do if they didn't feel it necessary to do that in order to make that money. So it, it kind of, it, when people say, you know, money is kind of the, 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 the center of all evil. It, it kind of is whenever you can put it in that way, or you can say, Hey, listen, you can make this much. You can also still have your value. You can also do you can also still learn. You can also still help. You can also still do this. Uh, it's just sometimes people kind of get blanketed, get their eyes covered with the amount of money they can make. Because obviously a person can make six. Some people can make seven figures in this industry. And some people do it yes. very quickly. Uh, other people, and the problem is, is those that do it fairly quickly, some of them have done it. Uh, doing things that shouldn't be done. And they yeah. usually don't tell you that until they've already told you the things that shouldn't be done and probably will Correct. get everybody in trouble. Yeah, the red flags go up on some of those. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, oh yeah, you can make six figures in a year. Oh, how do you do that? Uh, and then you start looking at what all they're doing. And then you're like, oh, that's how you want me to make the six figures, not the right way. You want me to do it the wrong way. And sometimes some people go along with it because it's benefiting them and other people will stick up for it. And unfortunately, some of those people do get uh, have issues and other people don't. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I know of a dealership that was, you know, forging warranty claims. Mm hmm. Uh, you, gotta, you gotta have something to warranty you gotta have something to warranty whether it's a bulb a fuse a, a wire you know and then the little stuff became the big stuff mm -hmm. and before you know it they had an audit and the audit was not in their favor you know they they realized that there was a lot of stuff missing from all the paperwork the paperwork has to be completed all mm -hmm. the t's crossed all the i's dotted you know without that they'll hit you with a debit yeah. And uh, it was such a debit that they got to the point where anytime warranty needed to be done, they needed to call and ask for authorization. I mean, to think, uh, you know, they're trying to change a bulb, a $20 bulb, and they need authorization. You go, 
how low has it gotten? Mm-hmm. You know, was it really worth it? Because now look at all these problems you've created. Yep. Yep. It's nothing yep. but a problem. Yep. Yep. And again, uh, you know. can't sustain a business. Now your your and reputation I, follows you. Now yes, you're like, oh, aren't you the one that was part of the the mm-hmm. the ring of you know the transmissions? And aren't you the one? And you go, uh, no, that was uh, that wasn't so me. Sorry. That was my sister Alicia. I'm mm-hmm. Alicia. You know what I mean? I'm like, no, mm-hmm. that's not the way this works because this is such. It's a big industry, but it's so small. Oh, the it's so small. I, I remember I went to like a, I went to a garage sale and someone, cause I actually have a tattoo of a, <laughs> of a spark plug and a, a ratchet. Uh, oh. and, yeah, I have a, I have one of the, I have a literal technician tattoo and I went to the garage sale and he was selling something. He had a Kia and I was talking to him cause I had just left a Kia dealership and he said, uh, yeah, what Kia dealership do you went? And I said, oh, I was at so-and-so and, you know, I had the, and he goes, oh, you worked with so-and-so? Oh, yeah, well, his fiance works with me and then he works over here and he used to work for here and she had issues with, and it was like, we were just explaining and he's over in like, I like in a whole nother almost state. I think he was like a hundred miles from where I was actually working. And he knew about the dealership that I it used to work at. And he was like, yeah, oh, yeah. You know, they had a bad reputation for this, this, and this. I was like, oh, my God. Like, how, like, that was, <laughs> that was just right there to me. Because Texas is pretty big. So for other people, it would be another state over. For me, it's just like a couple, like, probably about seven cities over. And just. Well, they say bad news travels fast. Bad news travels Good news is slow, fast. but bad news is fast. Bad news was fast because it didn't happen for maybe like two or three, I would say like two or three months and they had already found out like all the issues and all that. I was like, oh my, oh, okay. Like, you know, way more than even I did. Like I was figuring stuff out that I didn't know about the dealership and I had been there for two years. And yeah, it to understand how small this industry is and then how big it is and also understanding like stuff like Facebook, like we've, we met each other on Facebook. I'm sure Uh some of the people that we know either know each other or because of Facebook, like you find different things out. And sometimes like, if you tell me a story, if I meet someone who has a similar story, I can kind of figure out, oh, this is the other side of that story that I heard from so-and-so. And you kind of realize, yeah, this is a little bit more of a, a small world than most people think. Just because we're all over the states does not mean nobody knows anything about the other person. Correct. It, yeah, it gets us all the time. It does. Or we'll know someone who knows someone to ask that question to uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. that's that or you know google is very very nice <laughs> so you uh, never... yes. yes that is you go hmm that person looks familiar and then you put it in google and <laughs> sometimes know. the results are great and sometimes you go oh Ooh. yeah especially yeah. The, the google uh i forget like now you can you can leave your feedback and stuff and you'll go to the past dealership and then 
their name pops up as, oh, so-and-so did this, this so-and-so did this. And you're like, oh, okay, well, not sure if I want you here. We're, we're seeing these Google searches right now. Uh, yeah. But- and again, as much as employee-wise, even customer-wise, I mean, again, like we had said, you want to have a customer for life. But when you have a, a bad experience with a customer, that travels through Google reviews, Facebook reviews, Facebook posts, TikToks. I mean, you know, it used to be, you know, if you upset a customer, they, they kind of hung around the dealership. You know, maybe they wrote a letter to the newspaper and that was it. But now mm-hmm. it's for everyone to see every, you know, there's a post from Florida about a guy, uh, you know, who possibly changed the customer name. I'm sure, you know, that when you hear it, you go, oh, yeah, I heard about that. And she posted the RO. You know, she goes, this is this is not my name. And, and oh. he changed it. And everyone's going, oh, boy. I mean, from Nebraska to, you know, Maine, we're all reading about this and we're going, so-and-so in Florida did that? Really? And you know, and again, straight, and next thing you know, that will somehow pop up. Someone somewhere yeah. will, will find that and then just be like, oh, did you really do this? And this is an this. And you're just like, oh, <laughs> like you thought going to another state was going to help you. No, no. Yeah. Because one thing all oh, I know you loves, or the one thing that this industry loves is gossip. <laughs> and we will gossip. It's it's and very that is why we need a reality show. Yes. <laughs> I will say that, that I I miss I miss the shop talk because you will find all the gossip. Like I you would think because it's a male dominated industry, like there's not gossip that happens, especially in the shop. No! It's the the shop. My texts love. They love gossip. They love it. They love it first thing in the morning. Who who did this? Who did that? Where did this go? Oh, did you hear that? And you go, oh. Yeah. Whenever you go get your cup of coffee, you're going to get a story. (laughs) Like there is, like we need the news, like a a morning news uh, for like, Oh, well, let's see, like, what pamphlet do we have today? Oh, so-and-so did this? What? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. My texts know everything. They're they're better than Nancy Drew, Inspector Gadget. I mean, they know everything. Especially if something goes wrong on a car uh, or if a salesman did something. Because, you know, people don't talk about the, the sales versus service. And the sales is a true thing. It's one of those things if sales does something wrong, like service is not going to forget about it. <laughs> and no. vice versa. And most of the time we don't like each other, unfortunately. <laughs> but yes, that I know. Get along, and that one salesperson comes back and tells this uh the technician some some juicy uh, gossip about a salesman that nobody likes, like it's over and done with. Usually that salesman like leaves after that because <laughs> you, you and, can't and even... those those issues stay for life. Yeah, yeah. Like you can't come back. They do, you can't get rid of it. Yeah. I know a salesman, he has been uh, again, he's been there uh maybe eight years and anytime they come in he comes in they say don't let him jump a car 
He does it backwards. I mean, the kid did it backwards probably eight years ago, like I said. But <laughs> for the rest of his life, he will be known yeah. as the don't let him jump a car. Do yeah. not. And he's yeah. like, guys, I got it. Are you sure? Are you sure you can do it? Like, actually give him a jump box. Don't give him the jumper cables. Give him something that will not, that will not fry anything. Yeah. 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 That, and you know that's the problem. You, you will never, it will, and they will leave and you will still remember it. Like they will, yeah. they can leave for years. Will never, haven't been there, haven't thought about the company ever again. And they will still remember the person probably about the the day that they did it, what car it was. The car, yes. <laughs> and then what they had the to car. do. The car. Yep, they're Fix going it. to Correct. remember all of that. And you're or just if, like. If you're that you know, one that always comes with the late PDI. Hey, um, I really need this. Sure you do. Sure you do. It's a spot. Sure it is. And, you know, the techs get out at five. And that sale, the minute they see that one salesman and it's 440, 450, mm-hmm. they go, oh, of course you would show up. You know, they mm-hmm. all, they all like spread out. Yeah. I don't want to hear yep. what you want. And he's like, no, no, yep. no, 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 please, please. Someone talk to yep. me. No, nope. don't nope. want it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it you is. Know it's like the whole life. That 20 minutes and 20 minutes before. We're not taking in the car. We're not taking in the car. We we that's it. Like we're closed 20 minutes before because we gotta we gotta clean up. You know, we gotta get all the dirt off of our hands, maybe, because that still comes home somehow. And then like yeah. we're not we're not doing the PDI. That's it's just we're not doing the PDI. That's that takes about 30 minutes to an hour, depending on what you got. And no, I can't. I'm not doing it. Sorry. And, and then, yeah, and it's always my philosophy because they get upset. They go, oh, why do they go the other way when they see me? I said, are you ever really nice to them? Do you mm-hmm. ever come by when you don't need something? Did you ever think that maybe you could bring, you know, a pack of bagels and some, and some you know, cream cheese for them? Did you ever think so of that? Well, why? why? Well, because... Because next time when you come in and you go, I have this customer and and this isn't working. Can you help me? They're probably more inclined to help. But instead, you're just barking at them, like they haven't done stuff all day. Yep. You know, I truly believe in in every aspect. You get more flies with honey than you do vinegar. Mm-hmm. And that's how I dealt with it when I was in sales. You know, I had service leads because I was from service, yes, but I maintained those relationships with service. Yes. I maintained relationships with parts and detail. And again, if if $20 worth of bagels is going to help me in the long run, why not? Well, that $20 could give you 5000 pretty easily. And you know, it, it could be So I, I would, uh, yeah, I mean... <laughs> I tell this story because most people, even though it didn't benefit me, it still, it it showed me some type of value. Uh, I worked with a technician who I was supposed to be learning under, but I kind of was just doing work for them instead of learning. Uh, but I had like no other technician. My manager would never put me under another person. And 
the technician would go, okay, if you give me 15, if you help me get to 15 hours a day, I'll take you to get, um, it's just like this Brazilian place. Uh, well, I'll take uh-huh. you with like a $20 lunch. And I was like, all right, cool. And like, I probably got him 15 hours a day, almost two, three weeks straight. I gained a lot of weight, but I mean, <laughs> I feel valued. I really did because I was getting food. I mean, yeah, he was making probably about $500 off of me and probably even more than that. But he gave me a $20 lunch. I was good. I didn't have to pay for lunch. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, like you said, giving that value, some of my favorite uh, salesmen, they would go get me snacks or they would go get like something. If I had to go do something for them, they would come up to me like, listen, I'll buy you lunch if you do this. All right, cool. And the ones who promised lunch and didn't do it, I was I was kind of iffy at them. I was like, listen, um, you gonna have to be on, put on the back burner because I kind of don't want to do anything for you because you don't promise me lunch and you never came back for lunch or you never got me water or nothing of that sort. Yeah, so you burn a bridge. You burn the bridge. Don't make the promises if you can't take it. If you don't, don't and that don't is make important. It's important promise. to have that follow through, whether it's your customer, your uh, colleague, uh, whoever, and especially yep. with your your boss. Well, and you then don't the burn the bridge. If you said something, I'm a technician. I like to eat. I think most people don't underestimate how much food technicians like to eat because we will get stacks of plates and eat them. Don't promise us. Oh, food I know. You ain't go. <laughs> don't promise us food if you're not going to bring us the food. That's just insulting. Oh yeah. <laughs> I know. I I I I don't know where some of some of the text put it, but I have seen uh, quite a few things just disappear, and I go, what? <laughs> Like, How this happen? Did you, like, yeah, I had a I had a service director go, oh yeah, like we're just gonna get like maybe about six pizzas. I said six pizzas for like one person, because that's not yeah. <laughs> that's not gonna help. Like you're gonna need about 30, uh-huh. 40 pizzas. That's not you you don't understand. Every single one of us eats a pizza by ourselves. That's not gonna help. We had this one guy called Bear because he was all he was no Russian and he had a hand that could pick up a short block. Oh he gosh. Could, yeah, yeah. Like he manhandled a short block because Kia short blocks are not that big, but he picked it up with one hand and just put in in the box and then moved the box by itself, all with one hand. And I was like, what He's is quite a feat? Yeah. I was like, no wonder y'all call him the Russian bear. He just picks stuff up with one hand and just throws it and it's fine. He's okay. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. And I was like, he eats at least three pizzas by himself. You can't, you can't do this to us. Like help us. But yeah, <laughs> I was saying all of that. Cause I know we're running out of time. I do want to ask, what is one of your biggest pieces of advice? Um, because I know one of the things that you've always stated is, uh, or that you've stated throughout this is always make sure that you value what you do. Make sure you don't do anything that is um, 
that is going to make you not sleep at night, but also make sure that the people that you work with and the people that you work for or that work for that work for you or you work for that you always value them and you show them that you value them. Uh, but as a person yeah. who's, who may be coming into the field, what would be one of the pieces of advice that you have for them? I would say don't be afraid to learn. Like I said, three months in, uh, my owner came up with this idea and I thought she was crazy. You know, I, I said it. You're crazy. You're crazy. This is a terrible idea. And I said that every time she came up with, you know, a move. And for me, it just it made sense. I mean, uh, I've had the nickname Flex Tape for a while because if something happens to the rental department, you know, when COVID happened, and, you know, people got sick, I could do the rental department, no problem. Uh, it, when the cashier had vacation, I did the cashier booth. Uh, you know, service advisors get sick, I did the desk. I mean, I would say if someone's willing to teach you, learn and absorb. Don't, oh, well, what do I need that for? I mean, I sign up for every webinar that's offered whether it deals yeah. with me or not directly, I'll do it. I mean, I know about parts and I know about the system and I know obsolete parts and what, you know, how do you code those so that they don't go into an automatic uh, ordering system. And I know when you should do it. Um, again, that doesn't directly affect me, but learn, you know, and I think that that was something that was, uh, something that I was always big on anyways, especially being a teacher, but uh, my owner, Julie, that's what she would say, learn, learn. You know, it's one thing to say uh, you're something. You know, my, my niece is going through it now. She's just learning soccer. And she says to my father, Papa, I'm, I'm a soccer player. And again, she's probably in her second season, you know, and my dad explained to her that she's technically just someone who plays soccer because she doesn't really know a whole lot about it. You know, and it could sound cruel, but it's true. You have to really understand the components of your craft and 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 maybe if it doesn't deal with you directly, but still something to to look after and understand. And you know, I I went to a seminar today that was about uh warranty parts coding and how they issue uh you know notices to parts that they want sent back. And, and what right. it means if it's on the metal list and what it means and how many days, that's all something, you know, and people walk by and they're not sure and they ask and like, oh, I, I went to a webinar on that. I mean, those are things that help you mm -hmm. in the long run, you know, just uh, being a sponge, being open to it, learning, growing. Um, there's so many aspects in a dealership that people don't realize. People just think that you either sell cars or you fix them. But nope. there's people that you don't even see. You have no idea. There's a marketing team. There's a controller. There's a whole slew of positions in the office. And there's yep. all these places that they need people. Learn, yep. grow, yep. you know, absorb and get to that spot uh, that you could say to yourself, wow. Yeah, and you just keep learning and growing. Uh, and hopefully you have a story like my GM started stocking the shelves and parts, worked his way up, 
uh, went to NADA Academy. That's something that has always been a dream of mine to go. Uh, my my owner, Julie, she put such an emphasis on education and that was, you know, her ultimate thing. She said, you got to go, you got to go to that. So that's definitely on my bucket list of uh, things to cross off. Hopefully I'll get there sooner than later. But until then, I'll just keep doing whatever webinar comes my way. Absolutely. And yeah, I think that is one of the greatest pieces of advice is always stay learning. I think that's one of the things is people often get complacent because once you get to the goal of whatever, you kind of go back to, oh, well, OK, that's it. That's all I have to do. But no, it it really is an industry that's ever changing, that always changes. There's something new and different all the time. So you have to keep learning, have to keep growing. and. Wanting to expand that is then a whole nother issue, uh, a whole nother situation, obviously. So, yeah, I I absolutely agree. Um, sure, and, and this like, is an exciting time for automotive with with yeah. all the you know electrical cars coming out. Yeah. You know, you have yeah. to be able to pivot. You know, I have yeah. I have some technicians at one point that were like, I don't need to learn EV stuff. I don't need to. I don't. That's not for me. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. It's for everyone. And you know. If if you're not willing to grow and adapt and pivot, you know, the industry will leave you standing still. Very quickly. Fairly quickly. Very you quickly. Will left. You will be left. Very and quickly. You will have to go to a, another industry. And there's no industry that does something the same way it did 30 years ago. I, I You cannot find an industry that does something 30 years ago. I mean, you got restaurants, so the food industry, real estate, insurance, uh, automotive, real estate, business in general, entertainment. And there's no industry that you hosp- hospitality. There's nothing that you can tell me that is the same thing all the way across uh, for the past 30 years, even the past five years. Every single thing has grown, especially after COVID. So. Yes. You have to constantly grow and you have to constantly be open to the possibility that you are still a student in your field. You'll never be a pro. You'll never be a master. You will always have to grow. And yes. that's unfortunately yes. how it is. Like, you know, you know, we got told at a young age, oh, yeah, like once you have a degree, like that's it. No, you will continue forever growing. And that's just how it is. And it, yes. you just have to decide what industry you want to grow in and what industry you want to focus and and hone your craft in. Like you were saying, hone your craft and and make it better and figure out what is the knowledge that might be able to help you help other people. Yeah, so it is. At the end of the day, it's, it's, people. it's people. Yes, we work on cars, but it's people. Mm-hmm. Yep. It, it's a people pleasing industry, even though people, even though a lot of us hate the saying, you know, the customer is always right. It's not that they're always right. It's that they are the ones who should come first. Yes, I, I subscribe to to a group, uh, Automotive State of the Union, and they say, love people more than you love cars. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And it does. It just it resonates, you know, with with a lot of us because you go, yeah. At the end of the day, it is. It's the about people are the ones the who people. are paying. You. Yeah, the people are the uh-huh. ones. Who are paying you. The people are the ones it's that the people. You gotta, 
It's it your is. customers and it's your employees. It, it does. It breaks down to the people in, in both aspects. Yeah. So I yeah. definitely subscribe to that mentality. Yeah, it, it, it is the people. And then my last question that I usually have for everybody is, um, or for sure. most people, but some people I forget to ask it. Um, but what is, <laughs> I, I do, because it's one of those things I get so into the conversation that I usually forget this. Um, but what is one of the things that you think this channel could do or would you you would like to probably see it do? I can't wait to see you grow. I mean, uh, like you said, I we found each other on Facebook through um, the Wokan group. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm just excited to see you flourish and pick it back up. I mean, I... Uh, I know a lot of people jumped at the chance to to help you out. So I'm so excited to see what the future holds for you because there's so many of us that have um, the ability to help out. You know, there are people that paved the way for us to to walk. And uh, and unfortunately, we're still we're still, you know, paving the way, trying to get to that that spot of you know, where we should be for a lot of places. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see where you take this because you just have so many great minds in this industry. Um, and the good thing about it is that everyone is pretty generous. I know that people think of generosity with just money, but generosity comes with uh, support and knowledge yeah. And, yeah. and love and embracing and you have a lot of people who just want to be generous with you in particular. I mean, like I said, you had so many people that said, pick me, I'll do it. I'll do it. So at yeah. the end of the day, I'm really excited that I was one of the people that you said, yeah, I'll go ahead and do it. I mean, I'm thrilled for you. I, I just can't wait to see uh, what what heights you, you climb to because, you know, the sky is the limit. Yeah. And it was one of those things where I'm very nervous about. Again, this is a relaunch. So I'm bringing in some of the old people that I've um, talked to and some of the new people I've talked to. And again, making this more visual, that way people can actually see it, but also be able to kind of understand like this is, these are actual people that we're talking to that actually have stories and that actually have advice uh, from the industry. Uh, I had one. Last time, I think we've talked about it. I had a school of girls who were listening and were like, how do I go through this industry? How do I go through this field? Uh, Brand new like I am. And it's considered male dominated. And so I was like, well, here's some of the stories. Here's some some of the good stories, some of the bad stories. And here's some of the ways that I navigated it. And here's some of here's some women who have navigated the same waters and some of the different waters because every place is different i have someone from australia who's who's going to come on as well and and talk i'm trying to get someone from germany and uh so many other people there's someone who went from marines to being a technician to a truck driver uh i mean there's so many different women i mean you were going to be a teacher and now you have literally gone through every piece of every part of the industry that you can think of. So there's so many different um, stories and so many different people that have great stories to 
come back on and to talk about. So I really am excited to just hear the stories and see how I grow uh, from just a, a personal standpoint in the field. Sure. So. And I think that that is important. So, you know, uh, whatever you need from from me, um, I, I'm in, you know, I just realized I said, oh, maybe I shouldn't have uh, called on my way home. I should have waited until I was stationary because I, I would have turned on my my camera. I was like, oh, no, I just realized that. <laughs> no, you're absolutely fine. If you want to just send me a, a send me your picture, and what I'll do is I'll actually edit your picture in there, and we'll just have like a visual for whenever you're talking. Um, actually, I think you sent me your picture in your summary, so I'll just put it in there like that. Uh, but yeah, no, and it's one of those things where I definitely this time around I've not kept in touch in the past, so I will definitely keep in touch. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, some of course and you should you call this have. like your renaissance year you should call this like your renaissance <laughs> you know the rebirth or like I the see. phoenix it should be like the phoenix series you know because the phoenix rises from the ashes and comes back even better um and and that's what i see for you and i hope um we put that in the atmosphere you know anytime you you put it in the atmosphere you manifest it so why not you know not? someone has to do it. why not you Phoenix. So it, it's it it makes oh sense. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I do. Yeah. I See? actually have one was, of the dragon always... in the Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. so see, it was meant to be. I think the name was meant to be. I think this was meant to be. I mean, it's it and it is. It's such an exciting time in automotive, and that I am just. I can't so wait. Many, I can't wait to see what's around the corner. Yeah, so many changes. I'm actually looking to see if I can go to a, a seminar. There's one that's in Germany. It's uh, for Women's Network. So I'm going to see if I can yes. be a part of that. Uh, I, I, really I just, I, I received an email uh, today and they, they said something, I guess the, the discount is is coming to a close shortly. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I was, I was, I said, man, that would be something. That would definitely be something. Yeah, they still, um, but hopefully they send it out to me every year. So if I don't go to this one, I'm definitely going to try to go to the one. And they have like three different ones during this, uh, the year. So and I've been talking to them for the past couple of years. So hopefully I can get this relaunched and and a lot bigger. And by that point, I can I can start working a little bit more with them because I think it, it's one of those things where I, I love what they do and I love the the direction they've been going for the past couple of years. So it, it would yes. be fun to to kind of be there, uh, kind of their behind the scenes personnel there. I think that Correct. would be. Really yeah. Bad. And don't forget that you have the one in, in October in Miami coming up um, with the Wokan. Uh, that's definitely, uh, I missed out on that last year because I, I had my, own brand uh conference uh, uh -huh. so i'm hoping to go to that this year and uh, you know if you could make it to nada in february i mean that's that's a pretty big spot i mean uh you have a lot of people there definitely uh worth checking out from what i'm told uh, i'm going to this one uh coming up in 2024 because i did win the automotive news uh 40 under 40 so they invited us to that conference in February, but they say it's amazing. So Which, congratulations uh, again for that. Uh, that is a huge <laughs> for most 
<laughs> like I actually, you were the first person that I've talked to that has won that. So that's actually very exciting for me. So uh, congratulations on that. That that's one of the things that most people don't get to say. <laughs> so so I'm, I'm I'm still in shock over it. Um, and it's funny because my dad, I think, doesn't understand uh, oh. what I do. A lot of times, my dad understands. Uh, you know, I think at one point he thought that I still just answer the phone here and there. Oh. And my sister actually came one time uh, to drop off her car. And my dad was like, oh, you saw Faye, you know, and my sister's going, yeah. Do you know she's like a boss? Like she she does. <laughs> and he, she makes decisions. And my dad's like, she does. She can't even decide what ice cream to get. Like, yeah. oh, like, oh. is very different than, you know, fully at work. It's very different you know and I'm you know mm-hmm. I, I always try to explain it to him and he goes really huh, mm-hmm. I don't see it so I'm going one of these days my dad's gonna understand you know uh, I, I, I really am like doing I it I, I really do think that's <laughs> everywhere because my dad does the exact same thing to me like I told him I wanted to go into video production. He goes oh you you want to be behind the camera but not understanding what a director is so it's actually uh-huh. very funny that your dad does the same thing to you, even though you've had all these accomplishments. And so like, I'm over here like, oh my gosh, you did this and you got to do this. And he goes, oh, you, okay. <laughs> it's just like, I feel like that's yeah. just dad. That's just dad. Yeah. Good to know. Because I was like, one of these days, you know, like uh, Mulan, I'm going to bring him the sword. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. bring him a yeah. sword. See if that does it, you know? But maybe he's like, ah, oh, maybe this trophy, maybe they give you a trophy and you can take it to them and be like, this is what I do. Like this look at what I accomplished. <laughs> like I look. hope so. I, I hope so. Then he could stop razzing me. You yes. know, maybe maybe he'll, maybe then he'll see, you know. <laughs> maybe, maybe. But you know, it's also dad. So dad, maybe, <laughs> maybe he'll be like, maybe this will push you to do more. Like, like what yeah, more? yeah, yeah. He's like, why didn't you get this when you were 30? Why'd you have to wait until or why didn't you get this when you were 20? Why'd you have to wait until you were 30? What why 40 different? You know, and you go, ah. Like really now you added just one more that I had. Like, okay, I guess I gotta go get another one. (laughs) You you know. (laughs) Take the wind out of your sails. Yeah. Yeah. They mean no harm though. They didn't mean no harm. It's just, you know. Okay. It kind, of, kind of just sticks. Like you, you know, there's good intentions behind it, but you're just like, oh, okay, Dad. <laughs> okay, Dad. Yeah. That's all you yeah. can say. It's all I you roll with say. it. Yep. Yep. But I will it. No, it's, it's been a. I will definitely look yeah. into that. Um, and and definitely reach out to them because I'm hoping to have these out by. I would say about either starting August 1st, I'm thinking of like this one, I'll have something, uh, an episode afterwards. So basically the two episodes, uh, I'll probably have one just talking about what we went over and just a little bit more of talking about how you can, you know, switch between different, uh, different places and all that or different departments and stuff so it's just one of those things where i will definitely uh keep in touch and hopefully we'll meet in person <laughs> at one of these conferences and be able to uh actually just catch up and 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 see and maybe whenever you actually go to the conference for the 40 under 40 
uh, we can maybe do like a little discussion there as well. That was my interview with Felicia Ray. I hope you enjoyed that. And I hope that you are following me, liking, subscribing, reviewing, giving me your all your best and also just giving me some of the things that y'all have had to go through either in the field or what you may be thinking you want to know about people that are going into the field that are new or have been here for the next last 20 years or 30 years or however long and what it is that you may want as advice about being in this industry because it really is different whenever you just get into this field if I hadn't known the things that I know now then I promise you I would have done a lot of things different that I do now or a lot of the knowledge that I wish I had of put more emphasis on to I think if I hadn't known the stuff that I know now I would have tried to expand my knowledge on some of these things and then would have come into this field or as I was in this field I would have done that or I would have been not so um I'm very much so just like I have a short fuse I I really do and it's one of those things where like I've I've learned that my short fuse is ridiculous but at the same time it's one of those things that some people I I've grown I have I really have, but at the same time, my short fuse is still there. So once that fuse is gone, it's gone, and it's really hard for me to actually get it back. So I usually, especially now being at a call center, I have I find myself having to put people on hold and then like step away and make sure that I don't overthink about almost thinking about losing my job but at the same time understanding that people are doing their jobs and you have to do your job and the only thing that you can do is just walk away and try to do your due diligence no matter what people push you to do because people will push your buttons no matter what it it is what it is but at the same time you have to understand like them pushing your buttons don't necessarily mean that you yourself have to lose yourself because they're having a bad day or because they don't want to follow directions and I always have to remember that but again I do hope you enjoyed that it was such a good conversation and we still kind of she actually reached out to me and was like um how's the podcast going and I felt so bad because I hadn't put this out yet so uh Felicia Ray your your episode is out officially and I am so excited that you are on here and I cannot wait to see what else you do for the industry itself I hope y'all enjoyed that don't forget to like subscribe follow again and I will see y'all next episode bye